more out of life. Go out to a movie. A family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence. This is The Shining. to the Boomstick Video Podcast. 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 We are the Boomstick Video Club, and um, today we're talking about The Shining. Are, are you guys excited or something? Red Rob! Red Rob! Sorry, I kind of jumped the gun. I should probably introduce everybody. Um, yeah, I'm not even here yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we were going to cut for the... The music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess. We could cut here. <laughs> okay, cut. Boomstick. Boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. All right, so I am sitting here with um, with Dave Clements, producer. That's me. Um, I'm also sitting here with um, Dave with uh, David Hunt. Hello. Followers and fans. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, mine wasn't awkward enough. <laughs> I didn't know that's what we were going for. Hey, all you cool cats and kids. <laughs> hey, all you cool cats and kids. That was so last quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was like way back in the day. Oh, and I'm also sitting um, here next to uh, Zach, Zach, or Zach Belt. Zach is not here. <laughs> Mr. Torrance, <laughs> it's just it's just me. Who, who would, if you had if you had another human living in your mouth, who would who would it who would, it, what would, what would it? <laughs> well, <laughs> not talking from experience or anything, but uh, I would say his name would probably be Tonders. 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 That's what that's what that's what he says, and he, he doesn't he say that he. I, uh, I have a person living in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah a person. So what he tell, tells so, the psychiatrist lady. Oh, so weird. Anyway. I have name so, is Jeff. Why not? I'm new guy named Jeff. He's cool. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff lives in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. Hello, so, my name Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about The Shining from 1980, directed by the famous Stanley Kubrick. How do you, is that how you say it? Kubrick or Kubrick? I always thought it was Kubrick. Yeah. I always said cool brick. Yeah, that's kind of how I always said it. Almost cool brick. Cool. <laughs> that's the Lego version. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rubik's is the cube, so it's all around. Stanley Cool Brick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a radio thing. <laughs> it totally does. Welcome I'm back. back. I'm Stanley Cool Brick. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm back. Back with Stanley Cool Brick. I'm oh. listening. <laughs> Here's so, Johnny. So, yeah, um,. Uh, he famously directed 2001 A Space Odyssey and uh, Clockwork Orange 
very stylistic director. Um, I don't know. Have you guys uh, seen anything else that he's done? I'm sure you guys have because we've talked about it before. But for the folks that may not know... I forget what other movies he's done off the top of my head other than 2001 Space Odyssey. Eyes Wide Shut is another big one. I've never seen it, but mm -hmm. it was like it was his last movie. Oh, okay. Eyes Wide Shut. Is yeah, that the Tom one? Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Isn't it like, really... like a sexy stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I definitely have not seen that movie a hundred times. Not the whole times. thing. <laughs> sexy stuff. Sexy yeah, stuff. sexy stuff, starring or like directed, <laughs> directed by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> um, it's just Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Just yeah, time. he also did um, uh, Full Metal Jacket, oh, which yeah. was that was, was that one. That was, that. Yeah, it was really darn good. That was a great one. Yeah, yeah. The, the first first like half hour is really intense, and this I mean the whole movie itself is good, but that first half hour is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a very stylistic director. Lots of um, lots of very long, drawn out shots, and um, The Shining is no exception to that. There's quite a bit of a lot of that. I think the movie itself runtime of two hours and twenty twenty minutes, some minutes, something like that. So, but it doesn't feel any shorter than four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a beast to get through, but yeah, in um, a good way. Right. For right. sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I love this movie. I think it's... Um, when anybody talks about horror in general, um, anybody who doesn't particularly like horror, they always say that they, oh, but I love The Shining. Like, they always say that. That's, like, one of their top movies that... One of their top horror movies, even if they don't like horror, they say, "Oh, I love The Shining." It's so you yeah. say that the, that the Shining's horror, though. Well, see, like that's the thing is suspense yeah. thriller. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it, it borders that because I think if you have nothing, if you have no concept of what's going on going into it. Mm -hmm. So like, if I was to sit down with my wife, she'd be terrified from the get go because <laughs> it it has like this this lore around it this. You know, yeah, it does this air of it that it's going to be terrifying yeah. when you actually sit down and watch it. Like maybe the scariest part for me mm -hmm. was the lady in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I literally watched this for the first time like two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I was whole, scared. Yeah, you know, even mm -hmm. like the but like even like the the cuts that he uses yeah. in between scenes makes it feel very. It's they're so abrupt. They're, yeah, they're yeah. very hard cuts. They and. They're straight to what you need to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can see how that might like get your, especially the first time you watch it, mm -hmm. get your heart racing because mm -hmm. you don't know if you're going to be jumping to something that's like, like scary or just another scene of them hanging out watching TV. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. Um. Maybe I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. But like when when Danny meets the twins for the first time, mm -hmm. like you have this really long, very amazing shot of him riding his big wheel through the hotel. Yep. And then he stops because the girls are in the hallway and he he's looking at them and then it just cuts to them dead mm -hmm. and blood everywhere. Axed. And yeah. then back to them <laughs> mm -hmm. alive. And then mm -hmm. back to them dead. So like, it's, it's, it's intense. The first time you see it, you don't really understand like, um, it doesn't really register with you that, um, like, Danny has these visions, and that's kind of what the movie's trying to portray with mm -hmm. those yeah. with those those really short cuts. Like, they're more or less like visions that are in Danny's head that, like, maybe the ghosts are revealing to him, or 
um, the shining, yeah, the, yeah. Or the shining itself is revealing to him. Because like they they do talk about like what the shining is. They briefly introduce it mm-hmm. um, with uh, I can't remember what that character's name. The was. cook. He's yeah, the, the he, he was yeah he's the chef of the hotel. Yeah. I forget what his name is too. But he like introduces what the shining is, telling Danny like that this is an ability that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't really. They don't really explain everything that mm-hmm. is involved with the shining and, ability. And in the movie, Danny tells tells him, "I'm not supposed to talk about it." And he's like, "Well, why aren't you supposed to talk about it?" Then he tells him about the the boy that's living in his mouth. He describes it as there's a boy living in my mouth, which is basically an inside a voice in his head. That's basically mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is really uh, the perfect description. I mean, throughout the movie, because his voice does change, so mm-hmm. it definitely. And that's how a kid would explain that to you. Mm-hmm. It's not the yeah. voice in my head. It's the voice that talks it's for me. Making sometimes. yeah, it's making me say things. Yeah, yeah. Um, which actually takes takes me to kind of like the first thing I kind of wanted to get into um, was uh, Stephen King's relationship with uh, with Stanley Kubrick and um, how um, St- Stephen King he wanted he wanted way more input on this film than he was given than um, than he was uh, kind of I wouldn't I don't want to say allowed because obviously he was Stephen King was allowed to be on set and he was allowed what what was written for the screenplay but um this is this was back when directors had like full control over their projects yeah. and uh, he uh Kubrick was very very particular of what he wanted and what he wanted the movie to be and yes, he may have read, read the book, and he knows what the book is all about. But he's like, "This is my movie, man." Right. Like, sorry, and that that did not that didn't sit well with with Stephen King. <laughs> and um, I've uh, I've heard um, Stephen King in interviews say, like, "Well, looking at the movie now, like, what do you what do you think of it?" And he was like, "I view it as a." A really nice looking car with no engine. That's what I view. That and uh, it was Eli Roth was interviewing him. Uh, it was for a, it was like a horror special thing for Halloween last year on AMC, and uh, and Eli Roth was like, "Oh come on, man! Like you you still you still like aren't a big fan of it, fan of it?" And Stephen King said, "No, I will watch it and I will enjoy it for what it is. I, I enjoy Jack Nicholson's performance in it, but." Um, but that's that's kind of how I view it. It's a it's a it's an amazing it's a beautiful looking film, mm-hmm. but it just has no substance to it. Like that's the, the, kind of a perfect way to describe because like that's kind of how I feel about mm-hmm. it. Is like I love I love the cinematography of it. You know the shots that he has in this, especially with the early use of the Steadicam. Yeah. Before it was like a a big thing. Uh, I think they were like one of the first dozen films or so to use a Steadicam. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but overall like 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 without an engine you know you're not really going anywhere yeah 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 that's so. that's exactly how he described it too yeah because i mean when you think about the structure of a, a story in a movie i mean your characters have to have arcs and they have to change throughout the course of a movie and you kind of get that like you know you see where jack is kind of submissive 
but really wants the job. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden he just really goes like crazy. Yeah. And Wendy is super submissive. <laughs> David, David's got some belly rumblings going on. <laughs> I don't know if that picks up. Like Wendy, uh, sorry to interrupt. That's just the voice that lives in there. <laughs> I was about what to say, do you call it? I don't know if the microphone picked up on that or not. Oh, well. Yeah, well that's hilarious if it did. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Wendy, I felt like she was a bystander in this movie. Like, yeah. I, she didn't really have any development at all. Like, mm. she was just there. And yeah. kinda, she, she watches she everything happen. Yeah. She reacts to it. And, yeah. I mean, I think that that's maybe the most frustrating, but also we're kind of living in this age where we're getting more used to seeing stronger women on screen. Right, mm-hmm. and she is the opposite of that. On yeah, screen. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and stronger, like supporting characters. Yeah, because you want right. more than just the like one or two characters that develop around. But like, you want a world around it, and mm-hmm. not just following these yeah. one or two people. That's that's so typical of this director, though, because he mm-hmm. is obsessed with how his movie has to look. Yeah, and he he wants it very. He wants it to look a certain way, and spends like maybe. Almost zero time really developing like a, a character like Wendy. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. that just kind of passed him by, type of thing. Then again, <laughs> like maybe Wendy was exactly what he wanted. You know, he just wanted this terrified kind of not not very bright woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, to, for this his main character to be able to kind of push around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could have been too. Well, there has to be a victim of some kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, it's mostly windy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess um, that'll take us to. Actually, that's a good segue into the next thing I wanted to ask about um, the performances in general. Um, um, I think Jack Nicholson. I think performance in a horror movie or a thriller movie. He's pro- this is probably at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Just just how expressive he is and how his his he does. He has those psycho eyes just yeah. down so well, <laughs> so well, and uh, that's well. I mean, you could look at that as good and bad. Stephen King looked at that as a bad thing because um, this is something else he wasn't really a fan of. Like Jack, pretty much played this character as kind of crazy right from the get go, right from the beginning. Like when he's when he's sitting with the uh, the hotel owner at the beginning of the movie. And he's uh, the owner's telling him the story about the um, the the caretaker before, like way back in the day, how he murdered the two the two twins. He's telling him that story, and Jack responds like, "Well, that's I assure you, that's not gonna happen with me." Already, already, like teasing that he's gonna go crazy, which yeah. not not in the book at all. Like this guy is a. Normal, completely normal dad who's overcome overcome alcoholism and overcome like his demons and mm-hmm. very uh, actual very loving father. <laughs> Jack does not portray that yeah. at all in this movie. Even on the car ride there, when when the son is like, "I'm hungry," yeah. like, you should have eaten breakfast before we left. <laughs> but. Um, but he he was he was awesome in the movie like like his performance in this from what the director wanted Jack Nicholson was perfect he was so good and I, I would even say Shelley Duvall was great too like 
she she delivers some of her lines very strange. Like watching it back now, like it feel like it's it's very strange how she like she like does dialogue. Well, yeah. some of that is kind of that old school way of doing dialogue, anyways. Like you see a lot of those old movies where it's kind of that really campy. It's delivered strangely. Yeah. Um, like mm-hmm. just that kind of. Early seventies, sixties, they just kind of yeah. Yeah, well, a lot there's, of it's it, not a lot of inflection and emotion in it. Yeah, a lot right. of it has to do with the way it's written too, because now you have actors that okay, this is what's in black and white, but you can also add your own character because now you're um, as an actor, it's like you you kind of have to embody the character as a whole. And I I'm I guess I'm speaking from my very limited experience. In voice acting for another podcast you kind of have to figure out who the character is and I think watching Jack you're like okay so he knows who Jack is mm-hmm. in The Shining um, but like Shelley Duvall she's like it seems like she's still trying to figure it out but when you learn a little bit more behind the scenes it's like Kubrick was like well, you can't figure out who she is because I know who she is, so you do what I tell you to do yeah. <laughs> and deliver it exactly yeah. how I tell you to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. So it's strange. So, I, again, I, I think we talked about it when we were watching the movie. She's not a bad actress. No, I don't but think so at all. Yeah, I don't think this was her best performance, mm-hmm. but not because of her. Yeah, and it, that's so true, and it goes back to kind of just the kind of... I think him as a director probably most likely didn't really sit well with her as an actor just because mm-hmm. like of how demanding he was mm-hmm. of her and just like yeah like what you were saying david just kind of explaining just it, it was it was a very rough time for shelly duvall working on that film from what i understand and uh yeah, i guess he like he wanted her to be on the edge you know like he wanted her to like be how stressed out that as her character is. So it's like, if I push her to the limit where she's as like stressed out and like nervous as her character is, then it'll, at that point it's method acting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That actually, I mean, it, it works. <laughs> I mean, from experience, like I've dealt with like directors that'll like, it's like, okay, that was good, but I need you to do it again. And I need you to do it again. And I need you to do it again. I'm like, am I doing something wrong? So like, by the time I'm, I do this scene again where I'm supposed to be angry, I'm actually angry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't want to forget about Danny because he's oh much more of a main character than, because it's it's weird. Like he's like a main side character because he drives the plot just as much as Jack does. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I thought, and we talked about it when we were watching the movie, just, like, what was, like, the on-stage um, direction for him? Mm-hmm. For some of those scenes where he's, like, super intense, like, when he goes into Tony mode. Yeah, when he's, like, a different person. Yeah, when he's, yeah. like, t- you know. Yeah, uh, blankly staring at the wall yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He is really good at that, I now that I think about it, because... You know when he's Danny, and you know when he's Tony. Like, yeah, it's it's very clear on his face. Yeah, and he's great with his facial expressions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a child actor, that, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought he did great. Yeah. So I have a theory about the whole like Tony like voice in his head. Yeah. It's like so we find out in the movie that when like 
I forget when they said it happened. Like a few years ago, uh, there was an incident where when uh, Jack was like drinking, he heard he hurt the kid. Yeah. So what if that like traumatic event like kind of fractured his psyche? So then he has this other voice in his head. That's good. That's yeah. like you know like a, a braver part of his psyche. Hmm. That could you be know, because he's kind of. Yeah. He's kind of always like this nervous kid that like yeah kind of tiptoeing around but like yeah it, it always seems like the the Tony character is you know he's more assertive yeah yeah that makes sense. don't talk to me it's my way or the highway yeah. type thing yeah. yeah and when he's when he's just himself he's like daddy yeah he's very much mom. like his mom yeah <laughs> very neat so you kind of get yeah. both versions of the parents in one unit there. Mm-hmm. But that's it's just my head canon. Like, that's good. Right, I like, yeah. it. I like <laughs> it though. It makes sense. I think they um, they go into more detail about that in the in the TV movie. I'm not sure if um, anybody out there has seen the TV adaptation of The Shining. Um, I don't know when it came out. It was I think it was early 2000s, but um, it's it it's it's vastly. I actually have it. It's 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 in. It's sitting right over there. Oh really? Uh, yeah. To watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Brb. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's it's vastly different. They um, they spend a lot of time um, yeah, hashing out the story. And Stephen King has actually said he was like, "Well, I prefer this version way more than the than than the the first one." And of course, because it like it's basically his his book from start to finish but um in in that version of it um you actually see tony like he's like he's he's this normal looking dude like with glasses and he like appears in like a ghostly ghostly form and he actually like talks to danny like they yeah they have like full conversations back and forth so like tony's like an actual like character like in 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 this movie he's just you know, he's just a voice, like yeah. a dan- So that's very, very different. It's probably than- much more effective in this version. Yes, I agree. Because nothing's creepier than a little kid. Yeah, yeah. In a horror movie, <laughs> I think overall, like, I I would much rather watch um, the Stanley Kubrick version um, over the TV version. The TV version's just because because it hashes out the book so much. They have to. They have to bring. Try and bring that to life somehow. So, which which means they have to bring the hedges to life. The outdoor like bushes. They turn into like monsters and they try to attack Danny. And of course, the CG, the CGI looks horrible. Like when they're doing that. And it was a made-for-TV movie, so they didn't have a big budget. And uh, the hotel itself, it it doesn't feel as claustrophobic as as the actual Overlook Hotel in in this version like it's it's i don't know what they used for this this movie but it does it does not feel as big as as the original does at all like so i don't it is a cool it's cool to watch um it's um they do have some special effects like the lady in the bathtub in in that the tv version she almost looks like a zombie like they spent a lot of time with special Hmm. effects on her that way um, Jack uses a mallet instead of an axe. I don't know if that's actually. I think that might be book accurate. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, I assume it is because they apparently took exactly exactly what the book was and put it 
to the, um, to that story. So I don't know. It, it's it's interesting if you want to check it out. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. It's probably streaming Steam. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go in a little bit more of the story. Uh, Jack and his family they're looking over the hotel, and um, <laughs> we, we, a lot of scenes in this. I wanted to talk about this. Um, I, I just I thought of this while we were kind of watching it. Um, a lot of scenes are unintentionally funny. Like watching it now, like when you're watching it as a kid, um, it's it freaks you out when you're watching it as a ten year old, and it's just yeah. it's just nonstop fear and like paranoia. But watching it like with you guys and <laughs> seeing it like for example when uh, um, Danny and Wendy they're playing in the snow outside. And then it just randomly just cuts to Jack, like like staring out the window, just without blinking. <laughs> yeah. And we just we just we just started cracking up because it yeah, like zooms. Faces are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it just zooms right in on his face. Yeah. As and again, it goes up. back to those cuts where you're just like, okay. Yeah. You're almost uncomfortable because they're so long. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. like staring at someone in the eye for too long. Yeah. It's like, okay, are we having a weird moment? (laughs) And that goes back to the whole, like, showing that he's, like, crazy from the beginning. Yeah. Because you have those shots of him just, like, kind of staring off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this dude's already nuts. It's like, they get out of the car at the hotel. He walks in, he's like, I've lost my mom. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious if he actually said that. (laughs) The funny thing, though, is while I watched this, like, my first exposure to Jack Nicholson was as the Joker in Batman. So Mm. I cannot get that out of my head Mm -hmm. when he's reciting lines. I'm like... This is exactly stuff the Joker would say. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like almost a decade later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's uh, it's funny to for me. for them to. I can see why they picked him to be the Joker, especially oh, yeah. after watching something like this. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, he's perfect for he's that intense. role. He's such an intense <laughs> actor. <laughs> I think the funniest part for me is. Um, when he and Wendy are arguing, and he's like repeating <laughs> what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he, what's the exact line? He's like, I think he needs to go to a doctor. He's like, when do you think that he needs to go to a doctor? As soon as possible? (laughs) As soon as possible? (laughs) (laughs) That that seems iconic in itself. Because as Wendy's like looking through all those papers. Uh Uh-huh. And she... She's realizing just how long he actually has been, like, completely out of it. Yeah. Because he hasn't written a single, like, page of his actual, like, novel that he's supposed to be working on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's just written the all work and no play makes Jack a doll boy. So he's been writing that. He, he was probably writing that at the beginning when she comes in and interrupts him. And mm-hmm. he, he's like, I'm working. I'm working down here. <laughs> yeah. And then when he goes to the bar, he says he's been there for five months. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. At that point. Yep. He was Which is weird because... Well, well, I think he, or was, no, they were he was supposed just, to be there for five months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. right. He hasn't been there, but he was supposed to be. Because I was like, that doesn't make sense because it goes like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, it jumps around. Does it? Yeah. And okay. that's one of the neat things about like those title cards mm-hmm. yeah. is it gives you... Um, and I heard another podcast talking about this. Um, it gives you a false sense of security because when you see them, you're like, you're you're trying to pinpoint. Okay, well, 
this is like when it is. This yeah. is when. So you think you know exactly when everything's happening, uh-huh. but then it keeps changing. So it shows like months, and then it goes to like days, yeah. and then it goes to hours. But it's it's so I didn't notice that either. So when you go from like Thursday to like Tuesday, you don't know if it's the next Tuesday or the previous Tuesday. Well, I could have sworn (laughs) it was going backwards in time, but you know it could be like two weeks later or something like that. Now that you say that, I could have sworn I saw Wednesday twice. Like I don't know if that's true or not, but like I probably just was in my head. Gotta go watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) But even though it tells you like days and like times and stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't really know like the time frame that has passed, right? Hmm. So maybe he did go crazy a lot. Maybe later we're in. the ones who are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going insane? All work and no, no. blaming sack of no boy. I feel like this movie made me crazy. Yeah. Oh, I hate this. Uh, I love some of his facial expressions because that's how I look at dumb people when they try to talk. About <laughs> like with what? There's one where Wendy's in his office and like. It's when Danny like, comes in with his shirt all torn, right? Something and like that. He's, he's just like choked. sitting there and he looks like all confused. Yeah, yeah, that's where he. Yeah, Danny comes in with the bruise on his neck. Yeah, like when Danny, yeah. yeah, yeah, and she's like, "You did this," and he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like "Stupefied look on his face." Like, he, he knows he didn't do it, but he's not like rebuttaling it at all. I don't think yeah. he did it. Yeah, pretty sure but, I didn't do it. I mean, he's he's totally messed up. So in his head, he was like, "Did I? <laughs> didn't I? I don't remember." I just had a dream about murdering my whole family, so maybe <laughs> I did. I chopped them up in little pieces. <laughs> yeah. He had to tell her about that, too. I had a nightmare that I killed you and Danny. And she's like, oh, that sucks, but I didn't just kill you. I chopped you up into little pieces. Oh, thanks for that little detail. Wonderful. All yeah. right, let's go get some All dinner. right, Danny and I are leaving now. <laughs> well, I'm going to head out. <laughs> Basically. So, like, what was your first memories of seeing this movie? Oh my I don't gosh. remember my very first memory, but I remember my second memory. Mm-hmm. Which is weird that that's what I remember. But it's only because of the specific location and time. I was dating a Go ahead, younger yeah. woman at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was young. <laughs> For the record, this is not Pizzagate related. Uh, I was, I too was young and in college, and she also was young and in college. We were both gotcha. the same age. Gotcha. For the record. Gotcha. Um, All right. Yeah. Now that we've established that. Uh, we, so I bought this movie, and they had never seen it, and I'm like, dude, let's go watch it. And I didn't tell them anything about it. Uh-huh. And they were like super creepy. It was me and my girlfriend and uh, two of our friends. Okay. And none of them had seen it but me. And I didn't tell them anything about it. And then when it came to the scene with the girl in the tub, uh-huh. I got smacked a few times. And really? Like, yeah. like, I can't believe you're watching this! <laughs> like, I got my eyes covered up and everything. Yeah. Man, I ain't never gonna see boobies. <laughs> Their reaction was great because they were like kind of halfway bored but halfway creeped out too. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's like like I told you guys like the 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 main part that really like got to me was like the last twenty minutes because there's so much that happens like Mm -hmm. very quickly. I think my first time seeing it, I was was about. It's 11, 11 or 12, something like that. And I saw a TV edit of it, so so much was cut out. Like, the uh, obviously, the, the old lady scene was definitely edited down. 
Um, I don't think, now that I look back at it, I think I remember, like, I remember him walking into the room, and then, for some reason, I remember him just, like, shutting the door, and then you <laughs> you hear the old lady laughing. Hmm. I think they I think they cut out pretty much that entire they scene. They would have to. Yeah, yeah, I think they, pre- they pretty much did. Unless they cropped the image, like, super hard. They could have done that, yeah. but, yeah, I... I, I, I remember seeing the old lady's face. Blurry. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing the old lady's face, but it even that itself just oh, messed me up so bad. But it it's it's a different experience when you watch it when you're younger and when you watch it by yourself cuz it's very claustrophobic and like very eh, just disturbing. Just the soundtrack alone like yes. you in that mood. I'm glad you brought that up cuz I I wanted definitely wanted to mention the the soundtrack and just the uh the sounds alone like there's um dur- during like when towards the end of the movie when Wendy's running around like frantically with the knife there's like there's like you hear strings going just they're plucking of the strings on a violin just as she's wa- walking up and down the st- it's just so weird using that again. yeah it's coming back like uh like all of uh what's his name uh peel is that his name key jordan. oh jordan peel oh yeah, yeah he does do he that does a lot of that like us does that in uh mm-hmm. the one where the other guy the slave guy has to run away what is it called slave guy has to run away the one where the lady hypnotized people with her coffee glass Oh, get out! Get out! That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's that plantation guy, and he mm-hmm. like looks all crazy. Oh yeah, yeah with the <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. he does yeah. use that. Yeah, yeah he uses that all the time in those movies. Yeah, he for has, attention. I love it. He yeah. has said that like The Shining is one of his favorite movies, so that totally makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it just adds such a, a weird, eerie uncomfortableness about it. For it's sure. Not the sound you're used to hearing. N- yeah, like, not at all. And it's not like like a stable like song instrumental mm-hmm. thing or anything it's just like it's noise. These sharp, yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that's that's why they use it you know yeah there's there's that and then there's like when there's a big like reveal or something mm-hmm. or like when jack murdered murdered the chef the, like it like the camera zooms in and you hear that i can't even replicate yeah. it with my mouth it's just so weird how they yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was really good zach thank you uh you will see me on tour at some point all vocal your own own cut of this movie with dubstep (laughs) acapella dubstep (laughs) here we got the drop my name's a drop like when the when you see the blood coming down the hallway you're <laughs> Sorry, I just ruined so, this podcast. So yeah, so yeah, the mu- the music, the music's great. Yeah, um, it's not dubstep. So, yeah. you know, um, uh, it's just like shrieks and squeals and plucking and <laughs> right. It's yeah. just like it's like it's it's like nails on the chalkboard, mm-hmm. and it's like the franticness of it just kind of adds to that tension. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, some of the more modern movies, it's like, you got that long swelling, and... Yeah, yeah. And you know, like, it gets real quiet, yeah. and then there's a jump scare. Yeah. And, like, you know it's coming, because yeah. you can hear it a mile away, but this just, like, is a creepiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uses music in a different way than you're used to it. It's not mm-hmm. cinematic. Mm-hmm. It's right. just... 
it's there solely to accentuate specific things. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have like a, I mean, there is a score, but it's not like, I can't think of the shining score, but I can remember those parts yeah. because they bring attention to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, these days, like horror movie directors, they'll, they'll use like jump scares because they know that it's going to get a reaction from people, mm-hmm. even if mm-hmm. it's cheap. Even if it's yeah. like not a real scare, like if it's that, the reason why they do it is because they don't have they don't know any other way to like get a rise out of people or mm-hmm. like make people feel. Mm-hmm. So they're like, a boo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, boo, I'm gotcha. scared, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a stupid. It's like a prank. It's like <laughs> gotcha. It's like the director's like flipping you off, saying, <laughs> yeah, you know what people I mean. Jumped, I saw it. Yeah, they figured <laughs> yeah. out the science of scaring people, so they don't really have to think about it. They're just like, okay, so let's just ramp up the music slowly. Yeah, and then we can throw a jump scare. Well, in I there. think there's a difference between scare and fright. Like mm-hmm. a scare is kind of like a, a jump scare. Yeah, that's how yeah, I view yeah. that. But fright, like like the movie Us, like that movie is frightening mm-hmm. because it's just so uncomfortable, yeah. and eerie, and there's just like people lurking and yeah, you know, it's just like that was frightening. Um, and then actually, of all the weird ones that scared me half to death as a kid was Signs. Yeah, like yeah. The aliens mm-hmm. are like never shown, and then there's that one news clip. Uh, yeah, where you one walks, walks by the road. It's terrible CG. Yeah, it's not yeah. very good. And the alien itself was really not scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they've done so much building that up. The, yeah, they did yeah. it very effectively. Yeah, yeah. the build up that's great. The crap out yeah. of yeah. yeah. I think the 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 use of music and a build is something that you don't see very often anymore. Um, yeah, because like movies like Paranormal Activity, it's just like. Like that's what that's what, like people just want the jump scares. Well, not really. That's yeah, not yeah. really. I thought the first Paranormal Activity, off topic from The Shining, obviously. Oh, that's fine. It was definitely a different twist, but it was just so boring yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. But there was so a few moments where it paid off. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just a creepiness to seeing it as a door shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say I hate that one, but it it definitely has its like. Really like okay, is this over yet? Type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Halfway through, like, how much more does this movie go? Yeah. I can only watch them sleep for so long. Right. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think also um, as far as oh, what another thing that um Kubrick uses in the movie he um like when when uh, the chef and uh, Danny are like communicating. Like you hear that piercing, like that piercing mm-hmm. sound that just like it lasts for such a long time, and it's like a ringing in yeah, ears. it's very effective. And you know what's happening. You know that like the shining is taking place, right? But like it's like well, it's very it, much it, like a dog whistle. Yeah, you yeah. know. And actually, I mean, if you think about it that way, we can't hear a dog whistle as humans. True. But so it's like it's a good way we can't it. hear the shining either. So let's let's put it this really high frequency that we probably shouldn't be able to hear and it's mm-hmm. really unsettling. I just didn't know the dogs could whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Waiting for that dad joke all night. It's really good. Um, it, it's really yeah, it's really effective right at the beginning cuz um um there the chef's giving a tour of the of the kitchen to um, Danny and Wendy, and um, 
the, the that that noise it happens it, it kind of happens out of nowhere he's like in middle middle of the conversation and he's like here's where the tang is here's mm-hmm. <laughs> here's where the oatmeal is and then like as as the camera's just normally going along with them mm-hmm. then that piercing thing starts very low and it starts growing and it's, it gets louder and louder, and then it cuts to Danny's face, and he's just looking up at the guy. And then, it, then the camera goes to his, the chef's face, and he's then he's still talking, but then you hear his inner thoughts say, "Would you like some ice cream, Doc?" And I'm like, first time I saw that, I'm like, "What the freaking heck was that?" Like, <laughs> yeah. well, and that, that moment is the first sense of anything like supernatural happening yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. So then it kind of really throws you off and then you think oh is this going to be all about just like the shining mm-hmm. and and obviously it goes in a completely yeah for different sure direction yeah. yeah it's very very cool very effective let's talk about let's talk about the very end um let's jump let's jump to that like with the the axe and the chasing and the screaming and, oh i and, thought you were gonna go with the, the 1920 the... photo Oh yeah! No, no, not not the very, not, very, not the very, end. Like, the, the before the end. Yeah. end. All right, let's talk about uh, the the guy in the dog costume uh, oh, do, yeah, going down on the guy with the twin. You mean Varf from yeah. Spaceballs? He totally does look like oh, Scruff the, McGruff. He'll do anything to keep you off drugs. Six oh six nine two. Scruff Chicago Illinois. I'm sorry. Take a bite. Whoa. I'm sorry. So there's the worst part about that is Scruff was the kid. Oh. Ooh. Yikes. Come on, Zach. Ouchies. Talk about giving the dog a bone. Am I right? Uh, I guess I'll be I'll be be, uh, changing the explicit tag on this episode. (laughs) Sorry, no more. (laughs) Try not to listen to that last part with your kids. (laughs) Oh, it's not that bad, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. So just briefly, what we're talking about, if you haven't caught that yet. Just before that, (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's this there's this very odd scene where when this Wendy's seeing she's getting visions of while Jack's chasing her everything she's getting visions of all the ghosts like she hadn't she hasn't had these visions up until the end i don't think at least this movie mm-hmm. movie didn't really ex- like show her like seeing but she's seeing all these the ghosts from 19 the 1920s that are like haunting the the mansion and now all of a sudden she's seeing them and she gets this really weird vision of a guy in a dog costume or some type of weird, like some furry, dark, <laughs> some furry bear outfit or something. I didn't know furry was a thing that long ago. Yeah, he is clearly like performing doing, per, yeah, yeah. Per, <laughs> performing some acts on a on a gentleman, and then like they they po- they both casually like like sit up and they both just stare at her and I this was. This might have been the most unsettling scene for the movie, like movie, like when I first saw it. I was, I was so, I saw the TV version of it, so they didn't show that they didn't, that they right. just, it, it just cut to them staring at her, like mm-hmm. it, that's what it, that's what it cut to. It didn't show what happened, what the scene before it, 
And I, I'm kind of glad they didn't because that would have disturbed me even more as a child. But no, I can't look at Pluto yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the book goes into more detail about that. Like it's a, it's one of those plot points that Stephen King loves to go into detail about. <laughs> that just like Stephen King uh, has weird sexual things. He does. Chapters worth. Yeah. He has. He always has to throw in some very strange like something sexual in his in his books yeah. like i don't know what that is about him he's a brilliant guy very smart guy but question some of his motives yeah <laughs> i think kind of going off what you said like like the the lady in the bathtub is it's obviously one of those things that stands out because you don't expect it mm-hmm. yeah but then like this one it's so strange. Yeah. Whereas that, <laughs> yeah. like, it kind of, it really you start is. to understand, okay, well, this must have been, like, the wife or somebody. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the the scene we're talking about, you're just like, WTF? Oh, yeah, it does not fit It at just all. comes out of nowhere, no yeah. explanation. Yeah. I think it kind of, again, kind of goes back into the, the lore of this particular movie mm-hmm. that, like, there are hidden messages all throughout this movie. I mean, right. you mentioned there's a documentary about it, and I think I started watching it, and then I was like, oh, well, I've never seen the movie. So I went back to watch the movie and never came back to the documentary. It's like, what, Room 237? Room 237, yeah. Okay. I still haven't seen it either. And there's people seeing this movie back in the day. They knew that it was based off a Stephen King novel, so they knew that there was there was a story behind that, uh-huh. but like they were probably, at the time, they were probably too, like, too freaked out to even want to know what it was about. They yeah. just know that something, something's going on, but it's not good. Like <laughs> something <laughs> weirds happening. This is weird. Yeah, but um, so Jack's, you know, like um, Danny gets Danny can fit through the window in the bathroom, um, and then uh, he he takes off into the into the hedge maze. Maze. We haven't even talked about the maze. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he goes back into the house first for whatever reason. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. For, yeah, first of all, and then um, Jack chases him again, and somehow, some way, he finally winds up outside. And uh, smart little kid, he uh, he um, gets the idea to just walk backwards, like in like with his footsteps in the snow, and then he just kind of hangs out on the side in, into the bushes, and then. Um, when when Jack walks around, he just follows his footsteps out, and he gets out, and Jack is left screaming like Chewbacca outside, <laughs> and yeah, and one of the best cuts in the movie is like where he just falls, he just sits down, falls down in the snow, and then it just cuts to the next morning, and he's <laughs> he's frozen. <laughs> With his like eyes rolled back, looking like he's just—it's like, a great scene. It's like one of those like, Ugh. it's very, yeah. like, it, it's super iconic, and it's it's yeah. a, it's great. It's how he how they edited it. It was well, just I had seen that like the picture of him frozen like so many times before. I never actually seen the movie. Oh really? People okay. use it as like when it's really cold. Yeah, outside. like Indiana yeah. things yeah. or Midwest like memes. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But it's interesting how it's used in the movie because going back to those cuts, like. You have, like, all of this energy where he's, like, running through the maze. He sits down, and then 
cut, yeah. you know, right to this shot. And the music is so loud. Like the music uh-huh. is very like it's at it's, it's like it's at its peak. Like when he's when he's running around and screaming, and Wendy and Danny get away, and the music's at its peak, and then all of a sudden it just stops, and then it's morning, and it's there's just no music at all when he's sitting there. It's it's very disturbing how how it's 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 simple, but it's it's really effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super effective, and then we get the get the extremely. I, I bet it, it has to be at least like six minutes of just a zoom in of this that one photo at the very end, mm-hmm. and it just keeps keeps zooming in, keep zooming in, keep yeah. zooming in. Of the party, yeah. yeah. And, and then it says it's nineteen twenty one Fourth of July party. <gasps> um, he was there the whole time. Are you telling me that like? Jack's like 175 years old. Yeah, I think what it is is the hotel collects the spirits of people who die there. Yes. And then they all just kind of manifest and show up in that picture. Like, yeah. hey, we're all the ghosts. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think once uh, it's kind of like assumed that once the hotel like claims a soul or like uh, like imprints on a on a soul and they die there, and then they're just they're a part of the hotel now. Mm-hmm. So. But I've also heard, like, some theories about it being, like, sort of like a reincarnation thing where um, hmm. they keep coming back as, like, the caretaker because in that, uh, in that scene where he's like, hey, you're the guy that killed his wife right, and yeah. kids. Um, and he's like, no, like, you're the caretaker. You've always been the caretaker. Hmm. Yeah. You've so, always been here. Yeah. I forgot. It. That's one of the most famous yeah. lines, and I totally forgot about yeah. that. You've always been here. <laughs> but the fact, just the fact that it's so, like, ambiguous as to what it actually means. Mm-hmm. Right. You can yeah. come up with probably a, a ton of different that's why I like. That's why I like this version, because it doesn't explain everything. Yeah. And Stephen King's the type of guy who's like, no, it has to be told. I need you Every- to know exactly <laughs> what the color of your lips yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the color of, of red rum. <laughs> just red rum, this specific brand of red rum, manufactured in this specific state, in this specific year, yep. in this specific month and time. <laughs> That's very Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Good movie. Yeah. Good time. Very classic. Very, uh, I think it's one that you should watch. If you like mm-hmm. movies, you should watch it. Whether you actually like it or not, mm-hmm. it has to be something that you can say, I've seen The Shining, I have an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Whether you yeah. like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like, and I, I don't think you should only watch it once. I think you should watch mm-hmm. it at least twice. Because the first time, it was just like, eh, it's okay. You miss a lot the first time. Yeah. yeah. And the more you watch it, the more you pick up, and the more interesting it becomes. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not a fan of, like, the horror genre or like that type of movie uh if you're just a fan of like film in general if you just pay attention to the cinematography of this like all the iconic shots yeah like one of my favorite shots that they have is um earlier in the film when uh wendy and uh, danny are like walking through the the maze oh yeah and they cut back to to jack like He's walking inside of the hotel, and they have like the scale model. He's of looking it. at the model of it, yeah. And he's looking down at it, and then it kind of like zooms into it, and you can see them. They've like superimposed, yeah. Them like walking through, so mm-hmm. it looks like you're looking down into yeah. the maze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that shot was that awesome. was cool, yeah. 
there's a lot of camera angles that I dig too, like the one you were talking about when he's in the pantry, he's locked in the pantry, and the camera's like below him looking up at him. That one's really cool too. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. 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 What do you think, Zach? Love it. Well, it's all the camera shots. <laughs> <laughs> like the just riding him riding his little tricycle down the the hallway. Just yeah. like that was a, such a cool shot. Even yeah. though it's just him riding a tricycle, but the mm -hmm. way it was done. The yeah, audio, you know, too. Yeah, yeah that, the, that steady cam shot then mar matched with just the sound of those hard plastic wheels on carpet, on f wood, on carpet, on wood. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something very satisfying about watching yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know, because, like, I, I love production part of movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to know that, like, that's not a fabricated sound. That That is something that... They didn't really think about until they had shot it, mm -hmm. and they're you know, I don't know. That works really well. Yeah, because like you can hear it in your head when you see that scene. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can hear it right now. Like yeah. I've, 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 I've. It's not one of those movies that I that I watch over and over and over again. But there's some. It it's such a, it's such a well made movie that those kind of things stick in your stick in your mind well, like, really well. Like the cinematography is, it really provides as much as the music does. Because it gives you a sense of being in a maze and being mm -hmm. lost in this hotel and, like, a franticness. Just the way, like, when they're going up the stairs, like, it turns around the corners with them. It just, it makes you feel disoriented in the mm -hmm. hotel. Yeah. And I think that provides a lot to it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're interested in, the, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, there's a really neat, um, like, making of The Shining, uh, like, half-hour, like, mini-film feature that you can view. It's on YouTube. Uh, and it was um, uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, daughter filmed it like while they were making uh, the movie. I'll have to check that out. I need to watch. I, I, I love stuff like that. I have seen a behind-the-scenes thing where Jack Nich Nicholson is like trying to pump himself up for the big, the big act scene. Is that in it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Shelley Duvall is like, Okay, bye. And she heads into the bathroom, and he's like jumping up and down, and he's like, he's like, come on, come on, you mother effer, come on. And he's like, and he's he's like, axe murder kill. <laughs> <laughs> he literally says that. He's that's like, so great. <laughs> yep, that's the Joker. <laughs> so good. Cool. Cool. So, so thanks for joining us today, guys. Um, we also, really we're gonna say all this after the intro music. Oh, oh, are we starting the podcast now? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, thanks so much for, uh, I always say watching, it's listening. Well, you're, you're, you've got a YouTube. I'm so used to YouTube, I always say watching. I oh. think there's quite a few episodes of this podcast where I say watching. Well, sometimes I watch my screen as the little scroll wheel goes That's right. by. There you or, go. Or maybe even you've watched the movie and we're thanking you for watching the movie. Thanks for watching the movie with us, guys. Or there we before go. before <laughs> you watch, you listen to this. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you guys so much. Follow us on all the social medias, on the on the Facebooks and the Twitters and <laughs> the Instagrams. That's what my dad says. Yeah. Um, at Boomstick Video. At Boomstick Video. Go to. Um, uh, boomstick.video for our full archive of all of our episodes. Might be a little while before you get another one because yeah. Mike here's getting married. I am. Oh. Yeah, next weekend Mariah and I are going to tie the knot and... Kind of not uh, going to tie. Uh, <laughs> half inch. <laughs> Don't show up with your fancy <laughs> degree. <laughs> 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 square knot. 
mean, yeah, well, it really matters what kind of. I can not. barely tie a tie. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's I'm, half Windsor. I haven't decided yet, you guys. Okay. I yeah. have the clove hitch, easy to tie, very reliable. <laughs> they, um, yeah, um, Steve, Steve Arthur's coming into town, and uh, so we'll all. We that might. Friday, we should do something. Yeah, Art, for sure. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely hang out in the yeah. morning. Yeah, for sure. We should record it. We could. We could do like a really quick, like, like like 10 minute episode or or 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we could. All beside your schedule. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Nick Nick will be in town. He'll be staying staying with us too. So we'll do something. I'm sure we'll do something. You you got any other episode plans? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Good question. Um, I uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of uh, there's a there's a 90s coming of age coming of age movie called Angus that I want to talk about that's from 1995 um, definitely want to talk about that it's one of my favorite coming of age movies it makes me cry all the time um, it's about a kid I, have you guys have heard of it I don't think so it's, no I haven't. for whatever reason I feel like my parents wouldn't let me watch it <clears throat> yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. why it was one of those it passed me by I saw it this. Like a year ago, I saw it. I found it at Goodwill for VHS because I used to. I used to see it at the video store all the time. I used mm-hmm. to see the VHS cover of, of of it all the time, and it looked like a fun high school movie. But like watching it back, I was like, I wish I would have seen this because it is. It's such a powerful. Like it's funny. It's still funny, but it's a really powerful message about like um, bullying and the, about a kid who um, is actually really talented but just can't seem to win like where he's at school because he gets like super talented kid really smart really good at football but still gets the crap beat out of him all the time and just it's well we might have to talk we might just yeah, have to yeah, talk about sounds, that in the future i don't know it's really a serious movie yet i don't think we have yeah um I don't think we talked about anything really serious on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We were supposed to be in serious. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that. Um, I definitely want to talk about more horror stuff. Should oh, do um, a Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. That's a Dave good comment. I would yeah. like to do uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. That's a good one. Oh, I love that movie. We could definitely talk about that for sure. So, yeah, uh, there's there's like hundreds of movies, you guys. We can talk about lots of different movies. <laughs> there's literally <laughs> hundreds of movies. <laughs> there's at least a hundred. <laughs> and we've probably, between the four of us, there are eight of us, we've probably seen them all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are. Hundreds. <laughs> we can literally talk about tens of them. Uh, oh yeah. So um, all right. Uh, yeah. We'll Thanks talk- for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yeah. We will talk to you very soon. Uh, be kind. Rewind or die. Ooh.